0: Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me, today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 201. This is a show where we share things about the current state of PlayStation, and we have a bit of a different show for you all today, but before we get on with it, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com, slash P.S. is Awesome, and visit us over at Twitter, at PSS is Awesome, and if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81, and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw one and as always, you can write the show at awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure you leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. Help the algorithms help us. And as a reminder... This is a video podcast as well. So you can watch the show over on YouTube if you prefer and make sure you subscribe to that channel. And for new and or longtime listeners, we now have a Patreon page where you can support our show at a $1 level called the one and only $1 club. So head over to uh, patreoncom slash PS. This is awesome to become a $1 patron and get your free die cut vinyl sticker and a shout out on our show. With that out of the way, I just want to let you guys know uh this is gonna be slightly different, like we said, that we we're pre-recording this, and the topic of the show is actually gonna be about uh Jake and I's um back catalog. Uh games that we want to go back and visit at some point. Now we all know that we have them, and uh, you know, we just crested episode 200, and now we're at 201, and what better way to start the new uh, season of the podcast than maybe go backwards and think about what games we fucking missed and shouldn't have, and we want to go back our, regr- our regrets, uh, and uh, so anyways, we're going to go through that list, but uh, Jake, you're doing well today, I take it? Yeah, everything's, everything's good. It's sunny outside, and... It's about all you can ask for this time of year. Life is good. Yeah. So this is the first time we've done this in a while. So you and I just talked a bit ago. So this might be weird. So if you're just hopping onto this podcast, um, this is 201. We've done a lot of episodes. And myself, I am probably right now driving back from North Carolina if I haven't died yet. So this is past me talking in the present to you, uh, leaving a message, message in a bottle. And same with Jake who knows maybe one of us i'm always doom and gloom maybe one of us just won't make it by then and this will be like the saddest episode i'll get it scheduled to release and it'll come out and they will be like man that's really depressing <laughs> i'm so morose <laughs> no i'm just kidding no everything will be fine but we're busy so we want to make sure we put episodes out for our listeners and uh, i do have my dog charlie down here with me so i apologize if uh, you guys can hear him in the background do you just want to get to this or do you want to talk about something kind of like we normally do? We've already prefaced that it's a strange show because you and I, we already know where we're at. We've done our temperature check for the day. That was episode 199. So, what yeah, do you want I don't to know that uh, necessarily we need to. I'm excited get crazy to get into the list. As,
1: yeah, let's just get right into it because I imagine. Um, you know, I don't, don't want to f- try to force any kind of conversation that we already had. To 100%. Live, yeah.
0: It would be disingenuous to our podcast. So let's keep things natural how we normally do. But let's talk about our list, Jake. So over the years, PlayStation Plus has given us free games. I'm sure you've purchased games that you haven't even played that were maybe on sale and you're like, oh, man, I want to try that. Or maybe a sequel has since come out and you're like, man, I got to get to that series because this game looks sweet. I've been meaning to play that. Or maybe... You know, maybe you just read a review, or maybe you missed something, right? And and now you got to go back and you got to catch it. And you know, we have you and I, and anyone who's a PlayStation Plus member will have an infinite amount of games. That, there's no way we're going to touch them all, right? We you make sure you queue it up in your library, you get it downloaded, or whatever. And you know, time slips away, and then the newest, greatest game comes out, and you play that. You never do the things that you get for free. Um, but there are also those games that you are kind of like burning a hole in your skull, right? You're like, ah, I got to get back. I got to play that. I really want to play this game. I just can't cut cut the time out to do it. I'm too busy with life. I think now is a good time for us to maybe revisit some of those, and maybe either one of us can persuade the other to actually go and do it. We'll see. But I'm excited to hear what your games are now. My list, and we're gonna alternate my list. I put it in alphabetical order as to not give any game any kind of preferential treatment because I haven't played any of them. Maybe I have. No, I haven't. I have not played any of these. So yeah, yeah. We'll just. I definitely have not played these games. So, um. Yeah. What I was. I was gonna say. Well, maybe I have by the time the listeners listening to this. But no, there's no fucking way. I don't have time to even cut into any of these games yet. So. As of 201, neither you nor I have played any of these games. And I would like the listeners to chime in, if they want to, after listening to the podcast. Out of the games that we list, which ones do you guys recommend that Jake and I 100% go back and try, if any? Right? So that's the other thing. Maybe these are just... Maybe these are just like... uh, Wishes that are gone on the wind, as Bruce Springsteen would say. You know, They're just things that we're holding on to for no good reason, other than the fact that we made ourselves a promise a long time ago we'd try them out or play them. I don't know. I was surprised how many I had, and I think there are more than I put on my list, but my list is significant. You said you had 19. I tried to get you. I tried to get it to 19 so we can have a good boom, 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 and maybe we'll have some of the same games. Maybe we won't. Tom will tell. Do you want to start this off or what? you want to do it you want to you want to be the trailblazer uh, let's see okay yeah i can start off if you want <laughs> oh
1: man all right so let's hear it so the first game that i have on my list it's a backlog game is the game inside okay and i never played this game part of it was because <laughs> i thought it's made by the same people that did uh fuck, what was that game? It was like all black Limbo? and white and it was all shit. Yes. It was the, the developer of Limbo, their next game. Uh, I thought Limbo was cool, but I never beat it because it just kind of like I don't know, it kind of wore, wore it out its welcome for me. Yeah, and uh, But my understanding is that Inside is like an order of magnitude better than Limbo. And so I have never got... So I never played it because I didn't like Limbo, but then the more and more I hear about it, the more I'm like, maybe I should go back and play this game. It's just like a, a side-scrolling, mm. like, walking simulator slash puzzle thing, mm-hmm. environmental storytelling. There's no, like... My understanding is if it's anything like Limbo, there's no, like, straight-up, you know, dialogue and stuff like that. It's mostly the environment telling you what's going on and everything. And so... um, I missed this game. Actually, I'll be honest, at first I just opted not to play it. And then I when I got to the point where I realized I should play it, I
0: never did. So have you played this game, Fred? I don't think that I've played it. And I did I did, however, play limbo and beat limbo, and I really enjoyed that game. It seems like there's a little more color. In the art direction for inside, just a little bit more. I know it's available on Switch, and I just looked it up. It has a 92% on Google user reviews, a 10 out of 10 on IGN, and a 4.3 out of 5 on the App Store and Apple, and a 91% on Open Critics. So wildly positive reviews. Uh, the first review, just to use a review, I'll pull it up here. I'm on the internet. Uh, and it came out in 2016. The first user review says, this game surprised me in all the best ways and will stick with me for quite some time. I went into it knowing very little, and I feel that's how it should be experienced. Inside starts off, but a ba ba dystopian, whatever, atmosphere. Um, and then the next one is, how on earth am I only playing this game now? <laughs> it's easily one of the best games yeah. I've ever played is the next one. So yeah, that's a good choice, I think. Uh Play Dead? Is is Play Dead the publisher? Yes. Yeah. Or the developer? developer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Play Dead. So, interesting. No, I think think that I should add... So, this is the problem, is you're going to have games that I don't have on my list, and you're going to just ramp them up and and talk them up so damn much that I'm going to want to put them on my list, and our listeners are going to put them on their list, and we're just essentially making all of our problems worse because everyone's going to have a game. Oh, shit, yeah, I do want to play that game. (laughs) Our back catalogs will never get smaller. All right, that's a good pick, Jake. Um, I like it. I like it. Okay, so we'll get to my game, next game. Now, this isn't... So, So some of the games on my list, let me preface my list with that these games are not necessarily heralded as, or championed as being amazing games, but they're games that I've always been interested in, and maybe I've even purchased, and have never gotten uh, to them.
1: Yeah, same here, and I should also, because um, you had mentioned that these were all games that you've never played before. Mm. I will I will say that a few of the items on my list are games that maybe I started, but never, like, but quit and never went back to them. So there are some games on here there are probably, you know, two or three games on my list that are games that I but but I didn't it's, it's not like if it was a game that I got like three quarters of the way through and then quit playing. If it would be a game that like maybe I played for an hour or two and then stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I do have some of those on my list as well. So
0: I actually had the game name, the game title wrong for this one, and I do this often. Uh, I get these space games confused because one is available in VR on like the quest and all these other things i don't think it ever made vr for playstation but this is a playstation vr game i always wanted to play because they say the experience of weightlessness that you have in it is is unparalleled and and it's nauseating and i want it for some reason i really want to experience i bought this game on sale recently it's called detached and it's a it's a space game um or is it detached or is it a drift i think it might be a drift which one is it I think it's... Both of those games. Detached is
1: PSVR, though, I believe. Uh, uh, I don't think they ever made a PSVR version of Adrift. Right. Adrift was developed as a VR game, but
0: I think the PlayStation version is not. That's what makes it confusing. They're both available on PlayStation, but only one of them is VR on PlayStation, and they're both VR elsewhere. So, Detached VR... Is the one I want to do. It was developed by uh, Anshar Studios. It doesn't have like fantastic reviews or anything, but essentially you're just floating around in outer space trying to navigate this broken space shuttle and try to like get to safety or whatever. It's just one of those games that like for like, when did this game come out? Um, Before 2018. It came out, yeah, it came out in 2018, July 2018. And it's like one of those games that I saw a trailer for. You know, like there are those games where you see a trailer and you're like, man, that game looks awesome. And then re- reviews come out and they're kind of mixed. But then, like, it's always kind of in the back of your head. You're like, well, <laughs> while the reviews weren't amazing, something about this game kind of uh, resonated with me, what I was seeing and all that stuff. This was one of those games. I own it. But hooking the VR headset up to the PS5 is such a bitch that I don't don't know that I'm ever going to play it. And I bought it knowing it was a pain in the ass. I was just so compelled to get this game because I really want to play it. But anyways, that's my first game. Jake, let's go. You haven't played any Adrift or Detached, have you? No, no, I didn't play either one of them. I thought when Adrift came out a while
1: ago, I thought it was pretty cool looking and I was waiting for it to come out on psvr but then they basically just never never put it on psvr they have just the the non-vr version yeah and i wonder have they said yet whether or not the psvr 2 will be backwards compatible
0: they don't know. Like, yet. will you
1: be able to play PSVR games on there?
0: They haven't really come out and explained how that's going to work or how it's going to... I think that they, they ultimately said that they, it wasn't like a guarantee that it would, but some of the better titles were going to be optimized for the new VR. Maybe they'll re-release them or something. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Jake, what's your second
1: game? Hmm. Um, okay, so my second game is a game that you played not that long ago, and it's Control. Oh, so I ever since Control was announced, really, I wanted to play it because I've always been a a, well, I I shouldn't say I've always been a big fan of Remedy, but I've been a big fan of Alan Wake, Mm -hmm. which is a Remedy game. We talked about it on episode 199 with Alan Wake 2 being announced. And so I am definitely interested in playing it. And I think that now is probably as good a time as any because now it's on PS5. It should run better because mm-hmm. my understanding is it didn't run the right ultimate on edition PS4. Mm-hmm. The ultimate edition has the DLC and stuff. Uh, so I really do want to get to it. I know that you liked it, but had a few, few complaints about it. But it seems to be one of those games that are that's going to be up my alley. It just is uh, boils down to Finding a hole for
0: it. Yeah, I think you'll like this game. I actually did a takeaway video on this one on our YouTube channel for Control. I. Fuck, man. I. I still don't know how I feel about it. Like, I. If, if, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. If the story wasn't so damn confusing, I think I could have enjoyed it more. It was just so. Conv- it was over my head. It was just over my head. Um, Control. Graphically stunning. Gameplay was fine. Uh, story completely lost on me completely lost on me and like i was just like well I, I i get like this why people enjoy the game because it's fun to play but fuck if i if i don't feel i have any meaning like what, what you know it's weird You're trying to solve a puzzle the whole game and you don't understand it's like you don't understand I, me talking about myself like i didn't understand what it even was so like I'm in this thing that I don't even understand, and I'm trying to get to this place that I don't even know exists, and it's just like I I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here, and I'm just following the waypoints and just blowing shit up and doing stuff like yeah, it was really weird. But I understand why people like it because it, it was a cool. That's a good. That's a good pick, and I did play that one. I'm glad I played it though. So yeah, no no regrets for playing it. All right, my my second game is um, Axiom Verge two. So. Axiom Verge came you have out have to buy a switch for that one? Oh, really? It's not available on PS, P, PlayStation? I'm sure eventually it will come, but right now yeah. I think it's Switch exclusive. Well, let's see because I I played the first Axiom Verge and really loved it. It's uh, awesome. Axiom Verge It's one out. of the, in my opinion it's
1: one of the it's one of the best games on PlayStation 4.
0: No, it's available. It's available on the PS5. PS4 PS5. It just came out in 2021. Uh, Thomas Hap Games, uh, I think one day It says
1: on Axiom Verge's website, mm-hmm. PS5 version. Oh, no, it does say it's on on PS4. Mm-hmm. But there will be a PS5 version soon. Hmm, interesting. So this Must have just came out. Yeah,
0: it, Literally must have just came out. I know, and it's on my back catalog already because it's a game I don't think I'm going to get. I haven't purchased it yet when it came out, when I was excited for it. And to be honest, coming into... Twenty twenty two, there's some heavy hitters that I must play. And I know that Axiom Verge two is just going to fall further down in my bucket list. It's it's one of those games that is I'm in the moment, Jake, that I can see it slipping by me and I can't reach fuck? out and fucking grab this it. This came out came out August eleventh.
1: I could have swore this game wasn't out on PlayStation yet, or otherwise I probably would have played it already. This
0: is what I'm talking huh. about these games slip right by us dude and you don't you don't know it and it's like before you know it it's like fuck that's another game i gotta play so uh, this is on my list and uh i axiom verge one was awesome uh you turned me onto that or you at least told me about it and uh, i enjoyed it and it was a lot of fun it was weird it was a weird game um, it's kind of a Metroidvania game. Axiom Verge 2, I'd imagine, is the same idea. And uh, it's developed by one person. His name is Thomas Happ, which is incredible. Um, yeah. It's one person designed and made a game like this. I mean, it's, it, it just takes a lot, of, a lot of skill to do that. So um, we're living in an age where that happens, but it doesn't happen to a point where the, the end product is so quality and so good I think Cyber Shadow is another example of that where one dude kind of developed that game and it was just fantastic so Axiom Verge 2 I know it came out in 2021 guys but I'm reaching out in slow motion going no trying to grab it it's already past me it's on my list I, I don't know when I'm going to get to play it alright Jake what's, give me another one uh, okay, so
1: my next game, and this is one of those games I was talking about that I've started but I didn't get very far in, and that's Death Stranding. Mm. Um, mm. I started it. I enjoyed kind of what I was playing. I didn't. Here is the thing: is I didn't really love the whole walking simulator thing. Like mm-hmm. it just it, it got tedious. And but my understanding is that I was almost to the point where like they give you vehicles and shit and make it way easier. Yeah. So like, but I was really interested in the story. I just like the moment to moment gameplay just wasn't doing it for me. Like, I almost wish that there was a way that you could, I might've even mentioned this on the podcast, but I almost wish that there was a way that you could sort of put it so that you didn't have to balance the packages where it's like, just make, if you're going to make it a walking sim, just make it a fucking walking sim and just let me walk from A to B and dodge the scary things. Mm -hmm. And don't make me have to like, balance the packages or i fall down the hill although i guess it kind of defeats the point because part of the challenge is that if you fall you damage the packages they're not worth as much like it's it's straight up like fedex simulator yeah but with like in a kojima world but with other which is things really, going really on. Wild. yeah I, but graphically it's awesome the score is really awesome the story seems really interesting the bad guys are really it, it's, interesting yeah. um it's wild i don't know I, I especially now that they have this new director's cut or whatever out there i mean and we got maybe it's worth it for me to pick it did up did we get
0: something we got something for free didn't we or no no we didn't get Death strange for free it was one of those trial games for a period uh yeah playstation I trials true. i didn't try it damn it man yeah i didn't have this on my list so as far as i know we haven't crossed paths yet um should have been on my list but it wasn't all right, let me know if I strike a nerve here. I agree with you. I think that's another one's that's going on my list. So I'm adding Inside and Death Stranding to my list. Um, let me see here. What was next? Uh, okay, so this we know that Hazelight just put out a game called It Takes Two. I'm going to say, I'm going to go backwards a little bit in their history and say they put out a game called A Way Out. That game always grabbed me. It seemed really cool. It was a co-op, two-person game. It did some interesting things. The problem is that you have to play it co-op, right? So I need to find mm-hmm. someone that's willing to sit down and play a out WoW for me. This game's been on sale. I don't own it. I haven't bought it yet. But I do want it. And I want to experience it because it's a prison break game. It's just such a cool idea that Joseph Farz guy or whatever his name is, he's got interesting. I, he did a brother, brother, a tale of two, uh, two sons, um, you know, obviously did it, it takes two. So, yeah, man, I, a way out. You haven't played that game, right? You're not a co-op gamer. I have not played Away Out. I, I played uh, Brothers. That
1: was the only game of theirs I think I played.
0: That was interesting too, because you controlled each character with the thumbstick. With one controller. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So interesting and weird <laughs> such a weird thing to wrap your head around. And then when you got used to it, it was really good. So Away Way Out <clears throat> was was released in twenty eighteen by Haze Light. And uh, it's got an 8.3 on IGN, 70 on Metacritic, and, uh, you know, I think it was well-received. I think some people had their issues with it. Some people were okay with it. Um, you know, but I think ultimately, it I, I wouldn't say that it sucked based on what I've heard and read about it. So, I, a way out's on my list. It's one of those ones that every time I see it on the PlayStation Store and it's on sale, I'm like, should I? Should I do it? And then I just kind of don't do it, and then it's just like, well, I don't know who I'd play it with. And then I, th- I thought, well, maybe Seth will, or maybe Jake like Jake will. So like my my new go to guy is going to either be our listener LJ because he's all about jumping into games, or your brother Josh because he's been doing. Uh, he he and I played a couple games together, co op stuff, and that was fun. So I'm still considering a way out, but. I need a way out of talking about it. So, Jake, what is your next game? That's the
1: one that's a prison break, right? Yeah. It seems really cool. It looks cool. I just wish they didn't force you into co-op on these games, to be honest with you. That's kind of the point of that game, though, I think. I know. I mean, that's, from what I understand, like, the whole point of um, uh, the two of us, or... Is that what it's called? No, it's called... It uh, Takes Two. It Takes Two. Yeah. Like that game wouldn't be the same Mm -hmm. if you could play it by yourself with an AI companion. So I understand the philosophy. It's just very difficult for me to want to play. Something like that. I, I mean, gotta, just general, just being a, I want, being a co-op game.
0: I want the experience of playing that game because it just seems so interesting. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I just want to do it. But not only do you have to buy the game and make time for the game, you have to make sure someone else makes time for the game, too, to do it with you at the same time that you're making time for it. And that's what makes it so hard to revisit a backlog game that's a co-op game. It requires co-op. So anyways, I, whether I'll ever get to it, I don't know. I mean, some of these games, I'm half tempted just to watch YouTube watch, like playthroughs on just so I can get a taste of what these games are doing. It's, it's easier to put that on the background while you're cooking or you're doing whatever the hell you have to do, you know what I mean? Fixing your faucet or what? You know what I mean? Like just put yeah. it on YouTube and just listen to the the person play the game. The problem is with YouTube streams, it's always like YouTubers that are like trying to be like Larger than life, they're like, ah, overreacting to shit. And it's just annoying. You know what I mean? They have right. some of those YouTube uh, playthroughs where they're like silent, quiet, you know, and it's just the game. And that would be the way I would try to experience a game like this if I were sure. to do it. But go ahead, Jake. What? Hit me with your next one. So my next one, and
1: I'd be shocked if you didn't have this on your list, is uh Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village as people have, as it's been being called. I, I don't know. Like, is it actually, is the real name Resident Evil Village? Or, Do you know this? Or is it Resident Evil? Or 8? is it Resident Evil 8? And if they're just being cheeky with the spelling by
0: putting village in the title. If I type in Resident Evil 8, Resident Evil Village comes up. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. The so Resident Evil Village is likely the title.
1: I think which Village I, is the title. <laughs> which I kind of hate, but I get it. Um, You'll get
0: it more if you play the game, maybe. I pro- Well, I mean, <laughs> it is about a village,
1: so I, I guess I probably would get it. Uh, my understanding is that th- this Resident Evil game is a little bit more action-heavy than mm-hmm. Resident Evil 7 was. I mean, I loved Resident Evil 7, but it had... It had like, probably the biggest downfall of Resident Evil 7 was that there was, like, literally one enemy type in the entire game. There was... And there was, like... Other than, like, the boss battles, right? Yeah. Other than the boss battles, all of the regular enemies were just, like, these black, like, blob things. And... in But it seems like Resident Evil 8 it's a little bit more uh, diverse in terms of the cast of enemies and stuff, but it also seems like the combat is a little bit more action-y um, and it seems like the, but it also seems like the atmosphere is a little bit more interesting. It's yeah. like you know, almost like uh, the freaking backwoods of France or something like that. I don't really know specifically where it <laughs> takes place, but it, like the whole vampire thing with Lady Dimitrescu or whatever her name is, was really cool. Even she won an award in, for the uh, game award. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. So, and that's cool. Um, one of my understandings of the game is that some reviewers were a little bit bummed that, like, the the whole village sequence with the Lady Dimitrescu and the vampires and all that, that's, like, only, like, the first third of the game. Okay. So instead of it being, like, this big climactic thing, it's actually, like, after you beat that whole part, then you're, like, there's a whole extra, you know, two-thirds of the game you got to go That no one's even seen if you haven't played the game. You have no idea. Right. I mean, you've seen glimpses. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those games where I have always enjoyed the Resident Evil games. And I especially enjoyed Resident Evil 7, even though I didn't think I was going to, Mm -hmm. being that it was first person. And so I'm pretty interested in playing Village. It just is one of those things where, since it's a horror game, I have to be in the right frame of mind to be able to want to play it. And I just haven't, haven't found it yet.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, it's got an 84 on Metacritic. It came out in 2021, obviously published by Capcom and uh, developed by Capcom. It says also. Is that true? Did Capcom develop the game? Yeah, it's a Capcom game. That's we always thought Capcom was just a publisher.
1: No, they have their own teams. I mean, they, oh, you're they, right. They, you're
0: right. Okay.
1: I just Capcom. I mean, they make the Street Fighter games. I, I, they I make just associate with
0: old games, right? Like, so I just figured like they've graduated just. Uh, fuck we've been doing we just publish shit they do still make games that's interesting yeah Yeah, they make a lot you're 100% right yeah make myself look stupid on the podcast Um, but anyways yeah it's got an 8 out of 10 IGN and 84 on Metacritic and this was on my list now I do own this game Jake do you have it I do not own it no I own Village I got it on Black Friday got it from Best Buy I think for 20 bucks and it came it's weird because it was like Resident Evil Village and then it was like plus steel case. I'm like, okay, so it's going to come in a steel case. Well, no, the game ships in its regular plastic case. And then they ship me a steel case for it, separately in shrink wrap. And I was like, what? And so you can buy the steel case separate? I don't know if it was a bonus or some sort of exclusive steel case that came with Black Friday, or like it, they had too many, they didn't know what to do with them, so they kind of sent them with, it's weird. But I have it. And I paid I think like 20 bucks for it. So I am going to dive into this 100%. Is it on my back catalog? Yes. But am I going to play it 100%? Yes. I'm going to play this game. It's I'm, This one isn't going to slip by. It's uh, it, it has slipped by kind of, but not for long. I'm, I'm going back into the fire to bring this one out of the house. I'm going running back in to grab it. So it's like like uh, like you know if your house is on fire what do you grab what do you grab and save I'm I'm going and I'm grabbing Village I'm bringing it back out I'm going to save it I'm going to play Village I think that's a good pick so it's on both our lists for good reason it's uh, right. high praise it's it's relevant it's a newer game. And uh, it looks fantastic. The one thing about this game that I want to touch on that I saw real quick on some of the previews or whatever, it was like, there's like a merchant guy that's like sitting in a fucking wagon or something. And, he, and he's like, he looks like a really kind of really, really big guy, overweight, like, like we're gonna show you this and that and he's like this this character that it just looks so cool like like it's, for some reason he's in this area and he's just like hawking He's you. the merchant guy, yeah, yeah. It's fucking rad It's so cool Like, I love the idea of NPCs like that that just exist, that have just full of flavor. So, alright my next game, Jake I know you've played this and we have talked about it quite a while on the show. I have the Bioshock Trilogy. I have not played Bioshock 2. This is on my bucket list. It's on my, it's on my back catalog. This game came out in 2010. There's nothing that anyone needs to say about the game because everybody's familiar with the franchise. It's just one that I never got to. In fact, any of the Bioshock games, for a long time, I haven't played them. They, they just all slipped by me. Now, I did play one. Actually, I played three before I played one played three around the time it came out in fact I think I might have borrowed it from you or maybe I, I think I borrowed it from you which one infinite uh, probably yeah I think I borrowed that from you a long time ago and I'm sure there's an episode where I talk about it um, maybe episode like 75 or something I don't I don't know what it would be but anyways and then I got the trilogy on sale for like five dollars or something I don't know what it was really it was like dirt cheap the Bioshock trilogy right picked it up played the first one got through it I liked it. It felt dated, but it was good. And uh, I know you said that Bioshock 2 is not written by Ken Levine, but um, uh, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. It's on my list. I own it. There's no reason not to. It's just a matter of finding the time. So I still think I'll probably play Village before I play Bioshock 2. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Bioshock Two's. We've talked about it on the
1: show, so we don't have to get too deep. But Bioshock Two is really good. It's not as good as one or Infinite, but mm. it's still really good. And it takes place in Rapture. I think after the events of the first Bioshock game, mm-hmm. you play as a Big Daddy, which is really interesting from that perspective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very cool. It's developed by a now defunct studio, Two K Marin, mm-hmm. who doesn't exist anymore. But. Uh, yeah, I think that it's a pretty pretty good choice to be on your list. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks Jake. What what do you have? So, my next game one, my next game on the list is a little bit maybe out of left field because we've never really talked about it, but is uh Disco Elysium. I don't know if you've heard of this game Fred, at all. you might have heard the name, but I don't know if you know anything about it.
0: Yeah, it's like a um, isn't it kind of uh go ahead. I'll save my It's basically it's basically a
1: detective you're like you're playing as a detective but it's like an RPG and it's like a murder mystery but as a detective you're like um, I think you're like uh, let me see like I think you have amnesia Mm -hmm. and so you're like trying to figure out like shit about your own past as well as trying to solve this murder Mm -hmm. and it's like a straight up RPG with like you know, all the dialogue trees and all that stuff, but there's no combat in it. Like all of the, (laughs) all of the, I don't know, quote quote unquote combat or like tasks that you have to do and everything. It's all like skill checks. So like, do you have enough, you know, I don't know, persuasion to be able to persuade this guy to help you do this thing? Or like, do you have enough strength to be able to freaking, you know, rip over this bookcase to see what's behind it or you know like shit like that where it's it's less there's no like real shooting and stuff it's it's more about the story and everything and i find that kind of interesting but it's still an rpg like you still have items that you an inventory and all that kind of stuff and you have skill trees and everything but uh it's gotten really really amazing reviews Mm. and so I've just been thinking like I should just check it out and see what it's like Um, because I don't imagine I think it's like 20 bucks or something like that so it's not super expensive but I, I don't know what the Metacritic score is but I know it's like it's really high yeah so Um, Not that Metacritic is the be-all, end all. No, it's not.
0: But but it's it's a good temperature check on a game, I think, most times, unless it's like Review Bombed or something. Yeah, 10 out of 10 on GameSpot. Uh, IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. Apple Store, 3.7 out of 5. Heavily regarded as a great game. Um, It did get uh, the Game Award for Best Narrative, Um, at one point, I believe at the video game awards, um, in 2019, which is the year it came out, got a lot, won a lot of awards, game award for best role-playing game, game award for best independent game, the BAFTA game award for debut game, game award for best debut indie game for something. And then, uh, the BAFTA, uh, game award for narrative.
1: So, yeah, this also got this, it's also got this really interesting, like watercolor,
0: like art aesthetic yeah. to it, which is which is pretty pretty unique. Yeah, it is unique looking. Yeah, this is a cool game. I've I've I'm aware of it, uh, but I've never really been tempted to get it. And it says that at, I will go ahead. Go ahead. I was say it takes about twenty hours to complete according to the internet, so it's not a huge time a, suck. Right, which is actually pretty quick for an RPG, but.
1: My only concern is that it's gonna have a lot of really small text that I can't read on my TV. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems like like I've watched some gameplay where it shows like some of the dialogue and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like really wordy, which means that the you know there's a lot of text, and a lot of times I just can't fucking read it on my TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's not optimized. Now maybe like the console version. You know, because what I watched of it, it was like a PC version of the game, so maybe the console version is a little bit different. But um, let me ask you to say. this,
0: and you don't have to answer because it's it's technically a medical question, but it's not. I recently got these cheaters, right? These glasses, because I realized yeah. it was like harder to read shit and like drive at night and stuff. Now you're getting older, Jake. Do you think maybe you need an eye check? You- I actually. Thought I might, so I
1: went to the eye doctor probably two months ago, and they were like, "No, your eyes are fine. Um, yeah. it, you could get glasses if you want to." But <laughs> that's what they told me. But they're like, "But you don't need them. If if you are having trouble driving or something, then yeah. we'll give you something. But if you're not, then it's almost not worth not the bad hassle." Enough.
0: Yeah, that's what they told yeah. me the first time I went, and I was like, "Fucking, I'm not going to do it." And then my insurance got better. And I I essentially could get frames and lenses for free. So I was like, and and a test. Just for two years, you know, every two years. So then I went back and I was like, can we check the eyes again? they're like, yeah. They're like, yeah, you don't, you know, like, like, like legally, like the optometrist was like, I don't have to prescribe you glasses. Like, you don't need them. But will they help your vision at night? Probably. Will you be able to see a little bit further than you can now, clear? Yeah. But you don't need glasses. But if you want them, we can set you up. And I was like, let's just do it. Let's just do it because the work's paying for it. I'll do it. And I have them. And honestly, my biggest concern, and we'll get back to games, my biggest concern is is the more that you baby something, the more it becomes reliant on things, right? So the more Mm. that I wear my glasses, either... It's one of two things. The more that I wear them, the more I recognize how I can't see at a distance. Or it literally is taking the burden off of my eyes so now they can't see as well in the different distance you know they're seeing worse now because I'm wearing glasses I'm favoring mm. it. it's like when you have a limp and you don't walk on your leg for so long and then over time you go you go back to lean on it or something maybe you can you go back to lean on it you're like ah I'm good the way I am but had you just toughed out the limp you would have built those muscles back up in your leg and you would have been fine so I don't know. I have these glasses, and I, I do like to wear them because they do help. And uh, I, I take them off.
1: I don't know if vision works that way or not. If it works, like you know, like you're talking about limps, you know, like a knee injury, for example, you know, physical therapy is all about building all the supporting muscles, and then it helps everything, you know, kind of heal because you have extra strength. But I don't know if eyes work that way. I could be wrong. Um, I don't
0: know
1: you're always looking at stuff so it's not like you're never using your eyes you you would think that you would have strength (laughs) Uh, unless it's like oh I gotta do this exercise where I look at fucking small text a mile away every single
0: day so that I can keep my vision which is essentially every office worker but yeah I, I don't know they say working in an office looking at computer screens ruins your vision too so maybe my eyesight did get a little worse but I like the glasses and I have noticed that gaming with glasses is preferred now I like to I prefer to game with glasses everything looks a little clearer the text is a little clearer just throwing it out there hockey, to see if uh, <laughs> I call Jake Hake because every time I try to text him on my phone or whatever I write his name it comes up H-A-K-E at first because like, of my thumb so fat the J hits the H and I'm like ah oh, fuck I'm just gonna leave it yeah anyways that's a good pick Jake let's move on Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular,
1: PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you
0: the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the
1: show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This This is is awesome.
0: awesome. My next one is an obvious one. Um, I've played the first and second, played the first and second, liked them both, never played the third Borderlands three. Mm. So I almost put this on my list, but I didn't. Yeah. Borderlands three came out in 2019. It has the adaptive triggers on the PlayStation five. And, uh, you know, I, I really like Borderlands. I like the game. It's always been enjoyable for me there's some funny characters the humor's good you can find it pretty cheap nowadays uh you know it's a sequel to the 2012 borderlands 2 so they waited what seven years between the two games they might have had like some other intermediary game but anyways it's got a nine out of ten on ign and people people gen generally like this game And uh, I think you can get it on the PlayStation Store for, like, 15 bucks right now. But I've never played it. And uh, it's a game I would like to play. But, again, a game like Borderlands 3 is going to consume so much of your time. And then you get sucked into, like, the weapons and all the different variations and all this stuff. And then in the meantime, you know, 16 other games fly by you. And life just keeps going on. And you're stuck playing Borderlands 3 for. But I want to experience it because I really like the first two, and I think the third one's going to be really good. I don't know. This, you almost made your I, list?
1: Yeah, I, I've heard good things about it. Um, Do you think it's more so of the same? I, I, I'm sure it is. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. I mean, it's more of Borderlands. Borderlands 2 is awesome. Yeah. So if it's more of that, you know, that's that's pretty good. I've heard that the menus are a little bit annoying, uh, but maybe but because on PS4 anyway there was like a bunch of like you'd have to load in every single time you went to the menu as opposed to it being like really snappy and fast mm-hmm. which can be incredibly annoying mm-hmm. uh, but maybe all that's fixed on PS5 I don't know
0: but yeah it is, it is a game that I was interested in playing for sure yeah well, good enough I'm surprised we haven't doubled up more than once so far this is incredible yeah me i mean how many games is this this is one two three four five six seven eight we've done like nine games and we only doubled up on village so far go ahead right so my next game is another game that
1: i've started but never got very far in and that is outriders
0: oh shit uh, i forgot about this game yeah so
1: I started playing it because it was free on Game Pass and or included with Game Pass, I guess is a better way to say it. And I really enjoyed what I played, but I basically was I started it as kind of like a filler between two games. So I only played it for a couple of days, didn't get very far in it and then just kind of bounced to play something else. <coughs> yeah. And so I at some point would like to go back, probably restart it from the beginning and really get into it um hopefully play it on something other than base xbox one because it runs like shit on base xbox one yeah but if we ever get like a sale where outriders is super fucking cheap on ps5 or something i'd be i'd be interested in playing it again for sure it's it's like a it's like a like a shared world shooter like a service game like you imagine a a destiny or something like that, but it's like they pulled back. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a shitload of fucking people running around your world or anything like that. You can mostly just play this game as it's basically a single player game, but they let like other people enter your, enter your world sometimes. And like (laughs) in a shared where shared world kind of way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to me, that's, that's attractive because I like whenever the shared world component is more added on than the game is designed around the shared world component, making the single player portion of it kind of, kind of bad or just, you know, useless. If you think about destiny, like that game is designed to be played in a shared world, multiplayer environment, even the single player missions. I say single player missions. I mean, story missions. So, you know it's refreshing to see a game that comes out and they're like talking about it like oh you, it's all you can do is co-op it's a shared world whatever blah 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 but you jump into it and it's basically a single player game but you can play it with other people if you want
2: mm. so that's
1: that's uh something that's in like and honestly the the concept of it is really interesting um and it's really really fucking gory so it, it's it's got an interesting aesthetic to it. Uh, I, I enjoyed what I played, so yeah, I'd like to go back. Yeah. I don't know if you had any interest in this game or not, Fred, but uh, I, I really enjoyed what I played. I
0: think if I had played it like you did, I think if I got a taste, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's like a new food, and you're like, I'll pass, I'll pass. But then, like, had you just zigged when you zagged, it could have been your new favorite thing well i didn't I didn't dabble like you did, so my interest is a little uh less than yours but I think that I think that the game's probably certainly good and interesting, and I think I would enjoy it, so that's a good one. I forgot that that game even happened, man, my next one's a little weird, and I didn't know how to do this I didn't know how to do it again, I'm going alphabetical but those who have followed uh, our channel on YouTube a little bit knew that I had beaten Dracula in the first Castlevania again recently on the re-release of Castlevania, and uh, ashamedly and uh, honestly, I'll report that I've never played and finished Symphony of the Night. And then yeah. while thinking, yeah, and while thinking about it, I, I also haven't played Circle of the Moon. Uh, and I haven't played... Uh, the, the Area of Sorrow, I think, was was another one that people really liked. I can't remember. So there's... I'm just going to lump Castlevania in as one bucket list kind of game, even though there's multiple. My goal initially was to play... Because I have 1, 2, and 3 on that thing that I bought. I beat 1. I started 2. And I, I remember beating Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse on the NES... In my, you know, I live with my parents when I was a kid. And I remember being Grant, like the monkey man, that could like, uh, he was like the pirate. Like he could like crawl upside down and stuff. And he had this really weird figure when he crawled. Like he almost looked like a little monkey running around. um, Some sort of uh, orangutan or something. He could do like acrobatic stuff. that Like, uh, you know, in mobility in that game, in all Castlevania games, I'm sure you guys are aware, it's very limited. Like your jumps are really, like you jump and your legs just go like, whoop and then you, whoop, and it's like, so like when you jump, like you have to like, uh, really jump right, you know, and you get the, 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 the knockback damage, and, and all that stuff, so when you could be Grant, the pirate guy, that you can save in that Dracula's Curse, you could like crawl upside down on the ledges, and like a little dog, like or a monkey, all around the fucking level, it was awesome, but uh, I, I beat the third one, I don't remember playing Castlevania 2, I don't remember ever, like, back in the day so I'd started again recently but as happens uh, I got about halfway through two on this collection that I bought and I set it down never never came back to it and then I, my goal was to ultimately play two skip three because I already beat it and then get to Symphony of the Night and play through that and enjoy it because I was just like around uh, Halloween time it's just that vibe you know so maybe next Halloween I'll jump back into the Castlevania series it's a great series and uh, I believe Rondo of Blood was was well-regarded as well. But I, mm. I, I, I just know that, like, there are so many of these games, and they're so good, but somehow they have such a niche audience. Like, I don't know many people who are, like, diehard Castlevania fans. You know what I mean? In fact, I would say right. there are very few. And I don't know if it's because the difficulty of the game or whatever, but the aesthetic pleases me in all the right ways. Castlevania. Well, I think a lot of it has. Well, I was just going to say, I think a lot of
1: it has to do with the fact that the franchise really hasn't been serviced well in the past twenty years. Unfortunately, so there hasn't really. So this generation hasn't experienced like a good Castlevania game.
0: Mm, yeah, and I would even be okay with like a third-person Castlevania, a newer one, if they did it right. You know, if it was done right. But I think the way it's meant to be played is as a platformer. I think it's the way it's meant mm-hmm. to be played. But anyhow, neither here nor there. And, and the same goes for the Netflix series. I'm not caught up. And it's great. It's fantastic. They're 20-minute episodes. What the hell am I doing? I don't know. It's so irritating. Castlevania all over this backlog list for me. But I think I think the listeners should check out some Castlevania shit because it, it's it is quality. All right, Jake, go ahead. What's your next game? So the
1: let's see here. Um, I get the feeling this. Podcast could go really fucking long if we get
0: through all 20. So I'm going to start
1: picking. Oh, really? And choosing
0: some. We don't have to talk a ton. Just give the name, give the games, though, because it's going to make a great list for the listeners. Right. Okay. So. You know, if you don't want to say a lot, you don't have to. Yeah. So basically,
1: uh, then I'll just go, I'll just keep going in order then. So my next game is, and this is going to be relevant to the podcast, is Mass Effect 1. I never beat that game, um, but Mass Effect 2 is arguably top 10, top 20 at least games all time for me. So Mm -hmm. I am interested. I played Mass Effect 2, like I said on the podcast before, played 2 and 3, but I played them on different systems so I didn't get to transition any of my character development between Mm -hmm. the games. So And I never beat 1 because I got really frustrated with the whole driving mechanic. And it's like at the very beginning of the game. And my understanding is that that's still part of it but they've kind of fixed it a little bit mm-hmm. and they fix the combat a little bit which is cool so yeah I'm interested in playing mass or replaying the Mass Effect trilogy and, and continuing my progress through all of them with the characters but specifically playing Mass Effect 1 and getting that game uh, giving that game a chance um to see where it actually goes
0: well that's gonna happen in 2022 because we're both gonna play that game and talk about it on the show and we're gonna do two and three and carry a character the whole way through each of us so i'm excited that's a good pick my 2018 game because i know you got places to be soon jake is uh celeste and uh this is a platform this one's on my list Uh, is it really yeah nice i hit one then Cool. So, this game, we don't have to talk about it at length. It's a great platformer game, apparently. It's got a 10 out of 10 on IGN, 4.9 out of 5 on some other site, and 92 on Metacritic. It was, uh, what I didn't know is that it's a fleshed out version of a 2016 Pico 8 game of the same name, which was made in four days. What the fuck is Pico 8? It must be some sort of developer or something. It was made in four days. It says on Wikipedia by Thor- Thorson and Barry during a game jam. So two developers made this game in four days, a, a, a limited version of it. And then they fleshed. They did that in 2016, then they fleshed it out in 2018. They're like, I think we're onto something. And they made Celeste, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Celeste
1: is... Uh, it, it, it's... You know, every a lot of people love it, and mm-hmm. it's basically like to me. If if you look at a trailer of it, it almost reminds me of like your. My understanding is you're basically trying to get to the top of this mountain, mm-hmm. and it's the whole game is like sort of a commentary on depression and stuff like that, which is in itself very cool. But uh, it it's like it's a platformer, like an old school platformer, and it looks to me. Tough, like really hard, almost like a like super Meat Boy kind of, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get through these levels, and but you're like ascending a mountain this whole time. I mean, I don't know really how to describe it, but yeah, it looks I'm rad. really. In, I'm really interested in playing it as well. And actually, I own this game. I bought it. I just haven't played it yet. Oh
0: wow, I don't I don't own this one. So it's like the reverse. It's like the reverse of uh, whatever that other game was we talked about. Right, Village, reverse of Village. I own it. It's on my list and your list. You own Celeste, and it's on both our lists. I don't own it. Correct. <laughs> in case you weren't listening, listeners. All right, Jake, what's, what's the next game? Hit
1: me. So my next game, and this will be short because you've already played it, is I do really personally feel like I should go back and play Days Gone, at least in some capacity. I'm not saying that I need to beat it or whatever. My understanding is that about halfway through the game, it gets super fucking tedious. So I don't know if I would actually finish it, but I feel like as a PlayStation fan and as someone who I would consider to be relatively well-versed on at least the modern consoles, right? I should try to have that
0: as part of my gaming history. Yeah, I think it 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 should be part of it. The the game's fantastic, and it runs buttery smooth on the PS5, might I add. It is so good on the PS5. Moving forward, this game, the best of the three that have been out, or maybe four at this point, three that have been out, um, IGN gives it an 8 out of 10, and uh, 93% of Google users like the game. It was released just recently, October twenty-second, 2021. Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes. It's one that slipped by me. I'm not going to let it slip by. It's like Village. It ain't going too far. It's in my in my grap, grasp, hug, grip, whatever you want to call <laughs> it. House of Ashes. 2021 on my back catalog already because it's come and gone, but I will be revisiting and getting this game. I don't own it yet. Yeah, I've been interested in playing
1: the... Dark Pictures Uh, Anthology. Dark Pictures games. Mm -hmm. I just, they're another one of those game types. Those like choose your own adventure kind of games have, and I guess this is similar to Resident Evil Village, right? It's just that I have to be in the right frame of mind to play them. Like I want to sit down and like do it and not just. I don't know like a lot of times i'm just not in the mood for that type of game Mm. so but i and i'll be honest part of the reason why i never played the started with the first one was i heard that it wasn't very good and i know you liked it yeah i was into it most of what i heard before you said that you liked it was that it was mediocre and so coming off of you know this is the same studio that did this is super massive so the same studio that did until dawn which was fucking amazing so going to that i was almost like ah, do i really want to play this and mm-hmm. then like hate it or whatever so i don't know um but i, I agree with you it, it is a game that at some point i really i would like to play the the anthology not just house of ashes yeah red what's up what's next so for me and i don't know how much you know about this game but one of the games that I wanted to that I saw came out this year that I wanted to try to play is a game, it's a Warhammer 40K game, and it's Necromunda Hired Gun. Yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it looks basically almost and I'm saying I say this lightly. Don't take it completely literally, but it almost looks like Doom, like modern 2016 doom maternal style gameplay, but you're a mercenary in the in a, the city of Necromunda, which is part mm. of the Warhammer 40k universe. So, my understanding is that the game is not it's not bad, but it's not amazing, and it's, that's kind of like the the theme with the Warhammer 40k games, right? I mean, most of them are considered to be decent, mm-hmm. but they're not like winning awards. And but this game just in the speed of its gameplay and the fact that it's a first person shooter and it reminded me a lot of Doom, like it just kind of stuck out to me as a game that I really, really wanted to try. Another one was Vermintide, but that's a multiplayer game yeah. so I really didn't really didn't feel like getting into that one. Yeah. Um but Necromunda Hired Gun is one that I am definitely interested in in playing.
0: Cool. That's a good pick. Yeah, I saw the trailer for this and I thought it was really good and it just came out recently, so yeah, add it to the list. All right, 2018, big game came out called Hades. I haven't played it. What the hell? I I don't know if I'm going to like Hades. It's kind of like a Souls kind of game, I think. Uh, published by Supergiant. Developed by Supergiant. I think it looks cool as shit. Will I ever play it? I don't know. It's on my list because there's a lot of, lot of scuttlebutt about this game. All i gotta I say. Think you
1: should i think you should play it i don't know that i will f- ever go back and finish it <laughs> um just because and i've mentioned this on the podcast before like i'm just over the roguelike yeah gameplay loop yeah. I, I just i don't have the time for it anymore i i don't have the time to just be beating my head against the wall until i beat something and to be beaten and all the time it, yeah and I, I totally understand people liking it. The game is fucking awesome. The way that, like, the story kind of changes every time you die and come back is, like, how there's, like, these incremental little, like, pieces of progress that you make with the story to kind of keep that carrot moving forward. Yeah, It's it's very interesting. I love the art style, and I think that uh, Supergiant is one of the, probably the best indie developers of you know the last 15 20 years mm-hmm. I mean their, their game all of their games are really good you know starting with uh, starting with bastion, which was amazing, going into Transistor, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't play the the sports ball one. I can't remember what the fuck it's yeah, called. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This game is good. The combat's good and everything. I just, It's just the
0: fucking roguelike part of it that I don't like. I get it. I get it. Think about how many games we would think would be awesome if they just got rid of the roguelike portion of it. There are games that like need it. Some games rely on it. Like, I think it's important
1: for a game like Returnal, (laughs) but I can understand like my opinion on, on Hades is what I imagine a lot of other people's opinions are of uh, Returnal Mm. in terms of like, you know, wanting to keep your progress and all that kind of, kind of thing. I mean, honestly, I know that this is kind of stupid, But if I developed this game, I would almost think that it would be kind of neat to just say like, hey, we think you're going to have a shitty experience and you might beat the game in an hour and a half. But if you want to play it this way here, there's no permadeath Mm. Mm. and you can just you can just spawn and just keep going or have infinite lives or whatever the fuck you want to say. And it's like if you play it this way. That's fine. It's but not the game how we want gonna, you to play it, but it's not how we want it. you to play it. And you could beat the game in 30 minutes. If you do it that way, the problem is, is that if you do that, I guarantee you the biggest reason why they don't is because they're afraid of reviewers being like, well, I beat this game in 20 minutes. Why should I pay $30 for mm-hmm. it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, you know, to me, it's like, why not have it as an add on later? Almost like a lot of these games are doing uh, like new game plus as like DLC, but it's free. Where it's like, hey, you know, maybe a month after launch, after all the reviews are done and everything, release like a a mode that's like, because then at that point people are going to be like, okay, this was something that you know they added after. This wasn't the original vision of the game. There will be an understanding at that point, right? You whereas if click you put I it in right off
0: the or something,
1: yeah. Whereas if you put it in right off the bat, they're going to be like, oh fuck! I mean, that that makes this game super easy or something. I don't know. I feel like. A game like Hades is getting closer to making these roguelike games more approachable to everybody. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off the rails there. But no, you're fine. I, I think Hades is an awesome game, and I definitely think you should play it. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it
0: wouldn't necessarily shock me
1: if you didn't beat it. Yeah. Just because of the way that it's roguelike.
0: I do want to add real quick that Mass Effect was on my list. I didn't realize that it was. So that's another one we have in common. Go, Go ahead. What's the next game? So the next game that I
1: have on my list is Death's Door, which we <laughs> talked about recently. And it is a sort of like a you know, a third person like action isometric, like action adventure game where you basically play as this little bird. I think it's a crow Mm. that is just like walking around and just killing things. I don't really know what the story is, but my understanding is that the game is, is very well done. It was made by the developer that made that game Titan souls. Do you remember that game? Yeah. It was like, it was like all boss battles and it was like one hit kills, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really an interesting concept for a game. But um, yeah, I don't really have much to say other than the fact that like, this is one of those games that looks like it might be something I'd be interested in. I thought the art style was dope and I like the idea of playing as like a, like a, like a fucking crow with a sword. Um, But uh, mostly it boils down to that. Like, you know, people in the industry that I trust say that it's fucking awesome. So I thought I'd give it a shot, but i haven't got to it and i don't know when i'll get to it that's why it's on the list fair enough mine is hellblade sin was sacrificed the first game i, I haven't played it yeah, you got dude you got to play this one it's like <laughs> it should be like i'll say this it should be one of those games that is like a must play on your backlog now to be fair you're not going to be able to play the sequel because it'll be on xbox only right developed by ninja but, theory
0: yeah i uh, yeah. came out in 2017 it's it looks so good and it seems so interesting and it seems like it's going to be a short enough game that I could just do it. Um but I just dude, I just haven't yet. I haven't done it. Yeah,
1: I I th- I think that you should play it, but dude, it is make sure that you're in a stable place when you play it cuz this game is dark as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it is
0: very very twisted. So Yeah. Keep that in mind. Well, fair enough. That came out in 2017. That's on my list, Jake. I know we're getting close to the time you need to depart. So why don't we just keep rolling down the list? That's fine. Yeah, I mean, we can. uh, I'm honestly
1: more concerned about my freaking GoPro battery dying. But I've been charging my other one. So if I need to, I can swap (laughs) it out. So, uh, But I think we're good on time. So anyway, my next game is a recent Release and that is Deathloop. Mm. Um, and this sort of falls under the same category of you know being annoyed at roguelike games, and that is the reason why I didn't buy it when it first came out, even though I was very interested in it. But I feel like I need to give this game a chance because it is a uh, PlayStation exclusive, at least for now, and it's developed by Arcane Studios who did the uh, Dishonored games, which I love, and they did also uh, the newest Prey game, which I also really liked. Mm. Now, to me, it's a little bit annoying that they took a formula like Dishonored and then they dumbed it down and then put it in this freaking loop to make it... You know death loop essentially yeah uh which is kind of annoying because i thought that what they had with dishonored was perfect but my understanding is that they were trying to appeal more to a mass audience that didn't necessarily jive with the dishonored kind of attitude towards semi-open like mission-based kind of uh gameplay i don't know but uh yeah i don't know this is a game that i i we'll probably wait until it's either a PS plus game or it's on sale for super cheap. And then I will, but I'll definitely give it a shot.
0: Yeah. The game looks good. I just think it's going to be really frustrating. So that's why I've steered clear from this game. The premise of the game was actually the turnoff for me. Like the, Oh really? Yeah. Like, you know, you got to do, I don't like, I've talked about this before in the show. Like I don't like games. Where I feel like I'm being well, like pursued or chased by a thing, right? And I feel mm-hmm. in this game, time is that thing. It's constantly on your heels, like, you know, time's gonna run out, you gotta do kill all these guys a certain amount of time. I don't know how the game's structured or if like how pressing it really is that you get everybody dead in a day in a span of a day in this game but like if it's like you're just trying to beat the clock kind of shit like man i i'm not up for that like cuz it it just it's annoying when you have the skill set but you can't move fast enough like now, my understanding with death loop is that there's not like an actual clock that's
1: counting down but yeah. you have like 3 or 4 like periods of the day mm-hmm. and you can take as long as you want in a specific period but once you move into the next part of the day you can't go back so okay. you have to like try to plan each individual sort of period so that it ends up accomplishing your goals or whatever
0: yeah I'm still not sure I'm still not sold. I if you play it you have to let me know what you think of it because it is obviously a game that I've I've Put some bandwidth towards, you know, uh, is this something for me? Right. I, I ultimately, I don't think it is, but it could be different. Now, man, I'm going to double back and go back to Haze Light And, uh, you know, again, they're one of those studios that they're only making co op games. And the only reason I haven't played this yet is because it's a co op game. And I don't have any friends uh, outside of you, Jake. And I know that you don't really like to do co op games. I don't have gamer friends, I should say. But I do want to play It Takes Two. I really do. I think this game has a lot to offer. I think it it looks endearing. I think the the puzzle solving, the gaming parts of it look really interesting. From what I understand, it's not a lot of rinse and repeat. All the all the levels and all the little situations are so different from one another that it's constantly a fresh experience the whole way through and the story's really good. So there's a reason why it won Game of the Year. You know what I mean? I almost feel like I owe it to myself to play the Game of the Year, especially when it's from a studio that is not necessarily critically acclaimed. You know, think about what they had to do to earn this. Like, this game kind of came out of nowhere. It really came out of nowhere. Like, they, uh, you know, the Joseph Farris guy, he made some comments at a a previous Game Awards show uh, talking about, you know, Oscars fucking suck, he said something like that, or whatever, but he's a loud character, he's full of life, he seems wildly driven, he seems very, very passionate about the things that he does, you know, and uh, it's interesting, um, you know, d- does his, does his persona come out, somehow push, it takes two into everybody's vision, because he, he's an a crazy dude and he's like out there and he's like really boisterous and loud and passionate it, does that get other people charged about it is he a great salesperson maybe but I really think that like only us tr- like diehard gamers know Joseph Farr is his name there's a reason why it takes two is made game of the year and I think that there's probably something super special about this game and I don't want to sleep on it I really want to play it, and I, I really think that there's something awesome about it. But from what I've seen, I need a second player. So maybe I can get my brother involved. Maybe I'll maybe I'll find someone who wants to play this game with me. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll schedule a live stream. Jake, I'll buy takes two, and we'll just have to fucking play through the whole thing. No, we'll figure yeah. something out. But I wonder how long. I wonder how long. You know how long it is? I I couldn't tell you, but I, I think it's supposed to be really really good. And I know some gamers right. have like played it with their significant others because it's about a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But they said that the problem they've ran into is that like significant others aren't like very good at games. So like you actually have to be kind of good at games, I think, to like enjoy it. You have to right. have the, the two twin sticks down. But it does look really good. So it takes two is on my list, and I will play it eventually. So congrats again to Hazelight for winning that game of the game of the year award just recently. So anyways, go ahead, Jake so okay so we talked about Deathloop
1: let's see here Um, I am going to go a little bit more mainstream with my next listing and say that the game that I want to play that I have not played
0: is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War (laughs) yes I almost put this on my list but I didn't I'm glad you did and mostly it's because
1: I've heard that the campaign is very good in it. I I've, I mean, as has been well established on this show, I don't care about the multiplayer at all, but if I can get it for a good price, I would love to play through the campaign. And this is one of those things that I wish, mm-hmm. I wish Activision would do this. They should like, re- they should sell the game for 60, $70, whatever the fuck they're going to do. And then Maybe just say like for forty bucks you can get the campaign only or something like that, and then because I would be interested in buying that because I'm not going to play the multiplayer, I don't care about that. Mm. But you could still get some money out of me if I, I might still pay forty bucks for the campaign. So, you know that we've been saying me, that for a long time on this show. We've been yeah, I don't know if they'll, they'll ever do it, but yeah, I so. I don't have a lot to say about it other than the fact that it looked really cool. I heard the story is really cool, or at least the single-player campaign is really cool. And so I kind of wanted to jump in and play that. Because I haven't played a Call of Duty campaign in a while, but I've always really enjoyed most of them. The last one I played, which was the worst thing I've ever played in my life, is <laughs> Black Ops 3. I oh, that
0: one with Kevin uh, Spacey?
1: no No, that was was I think that was Advanced Warfare or something I almost said Future Warfare Um, that one was not very good either but I just whatever reason I really did not like it It was like they tried to do some psychological shit like it was Spec Ops The Line or something and it just fell on its fucking face for me so um, yeah I don't know so Black Ops Cold War is my next
0: title fair enough I like it I like it it's on my it's not on my list but it kind of is my next game is another new game Jake, that was released in 2020. Mine was released in 2021. It just came out. It won Best Narrative Game at the Games Awards. It is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, developed by Montreal Eidos. Eidos, however you pronounce it. And uh, Eidos Montreal, rather. And uh, this game looks awesome. And I do like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I like the movies. Uh, The comic books are just fine by me. But I think that any kind of... I'm starting to feel that, like, the kind of game that I want to play is a space game. A space outer... Get the fuck away from Earth. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, take me out into the outer space. Send me to a planet where, like, I don't have to fucking think about this area, this anything. I want out there. So, uh, throw me in the Marvels of Guardians of the Galaxy. The narrative's great that's all I need to see was it one best narrative it's gotta be a great story the gameplay looks mediocre to me but it's probably fine it's probably sufficient um, but yeah that's on my list so we can move forward I just wanted to throw that on there man I'm looking at our list of uh, backlog catalogs all these games look fucking terrific like if someone was like here you can have these games I'd be like holy shit like this is like everything I've wanted to play for like the last you know what I mean like it's a great list yeah. Um go ahead give me your next one Jake
1: So the next game that I am going to talk about is Catherine. Oh wow! If if you ever played this or not, this is a PS3 game. Mm -hmm. Now they did release Catherine Full Body in like last year or something like that, which is a a remaster of it for modern consoles. Mm -hmm. That I I don't know if it has any DLC included or not, but it's basically like this weird sort of puzzle platformer game, but it's got this story about how you're a guy who's engaged to a woman named Catherine, but then my uh, my assumption is you have an affair with another girl named Catherine, mm-hmm. and one spelled with a K, and one spelled with a C, and the The levels are like these nightmares that you're having about your situation, and in the nightmares you have to like solve these puzzles or you're like climbing these blocks and stuff like that and it my understanding is that it's it's a really good game, and it always seemed really interesting to me so i uh i'd like to try it out that 's a deep cut. I, and I played the demo and I, I did like the demo, but I never actually played the full game. This
0: was originally released in two thousand eleven and it was developed by Atlas um so, anyways, that's a great pick, Jake. It's another game that has has gone into my backlist at some point and then just faded away. I yeah. so far back I forgot that this was a game I wanted to play. So, it's good pick, good pick. So that's a good, good deep cut. My game is uh, my next one is uh, Resident Evil Three, the remake, the remake. Oh yeah, that's on my
1: list too. Is it?
0: Yeah. It's just it's just yeah. you know we got Village on there, Resident Evil Three. Uh, I feel like it's coming off of the heels of the Resident Evil 2 remake, so I don't feel that the criticism of this game was as, well, this is amazing. It's more so, it's more of the same of what they did with 2. But what they did with 2, people were just in love with what they did with 2. But Well, and my understanding, too, is that 3,
1: just generally, the game 3 was mm-hmm. a little bit more action-y, a little bit less like... You know, suspense and horror that two was. So when they remastered it, people kind of forgot that that's the way that three was. Okay, and so they were a little bit put off by it after what they got out of two. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that might be might be incorrect. That's just what I remember hearing about it. But yeah, I always I I always did want to play it because I've never played three in any capacity. Do you have it? But i do not have it i don't believe this
0: is one i picked up i think it was on sale for like 10 bucks or something recently on the psn i got it i got it and i can't wait to play it it's gonna be a fucking great halloween next year if i don't get to these i've got got resident evil (laughs) village i got remake i got the castlevania games i'm set up for next year all right jake what do you got next so
1: the next game I'm going to talk about is Octopath Traveler. Oh now, this shit! Is, this Come is on a, this this is kind of a this is kind of a kind of a cheap one because I've already put like 15 hours into this game, but uh, I got I just got to a point where I started playing something else and I just need to go back to it. But did you have it on your list, Fred? No, I, I don't oh. think it's even available on PlayStation. Is it? It is not. I I have to imagine that at some point it will come out. I want I hope so it does badly to play this game because it's very good, and I love the art mm-hmm. style. Uh, I I'm not like super sold on the way that this like the story system. Mm-hmm. It's like you're it's like eight individual stories, and you like play through all of them in any order that you want. So it's really kind of bizarre, like. So what ends up happening is that a lot of the conversations and the stories and stuff, they seem kind of clunky because some of the dialogue, they're talking about something and it's like something else didn't happen because they're different story arcs. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So like it's very weird in that way, but I do, I did really, really enjoy what I played. And so I do want to go back and finish it. Mm. Although at this point, like it's been so long since I played out, maybe
0: I fucking forget everything about it. So I might be kind of screwed, but I really don't want to restart. One of those games, it's it's always on my mind, this game, because I remember how pretty it looked and how interesting the graphics looked. And I never had a chance to try it. And uh, long story short, there are days where I think about this game and I can't even remember the title of it. And then, you know, and then you just said it. And I was like, that's it. That's the one. That's the, that's the one that got away. I, I I don't have a means to play it. I don't have an Xbox. I don't have a Switch. I don't think it's available on the Mac store. I don't have a way to play this game. I want to. I My friend Phil that I work with has a Switch. And I tried to beg and plead for him to let me borrow it just so I could play. I said, I'll buy Octopath Traveler. And you can just have it when I return the Switch. It'll be yours. (laughs) You know, and he was like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. But anyways, next game for me is uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 4. It's the end of Clementine's Mm. story. I've played them all. I've played everything. But I have not played the finale. I don't know how it ends. What the fuck? It's like you watch nine episodes, nine seasons of The Sopranos, but you don't watch the final season. Or you watch all of Breaking Bad, but the last season. Like, What's wrong with me? Like, I should be playing this game. I bought the Telltale Definitive Edition, and I started live streaming it in October because I was in the Halloween spirit. I got through the first season. And I got through uh, the 400 days, and then I was like, "I'm going to start season two for everybody." I never did. I never did it. I got too busy with life, and now I was doing that to re- remember all the characters and to feel like feel like a part of that world again. And uh, you know, Kenny and all those people, and, and Duck, and uh, all the great characters from the first game, and uh, Clementine, and man, Bill. Uh, I think there was a guy named. I don't know what that guy's name. The old asshole. That that guy that that and spoiler ultimately dies. But, anyways, I need to play season four, and I believe season four was released on 2018 or something. Might have hmm. might have been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, go ahead, Jake. That's on mine. I have to absolutely play it. I'm so disappointed. That I yeah. Heard. I. I. 2010. I just, after. Yeah. The the problem with that game
1: is just the first season was so fucking good Mm -hmm. that like when I played the second season, it just like didn't jive with me in the same way and I just kind of lost interest. I'm not saying that I don't want to go back to it eventually, but Mm -hmm. it's not something that is actively tugging me to come back. Just because to me, like the first season is perfect and then you know, the second season seemed like it was just trying to be better and it just couldn't be because it was like lightning in a bottle you know
0: yeah well the thing that's crazy if you've been a listener for the whole show for a whole podcast we were really really hot on The Walking Dead the first season we 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 would, when the the new episode would release, we'd fucking play it and we would get on the show and do like a whole conversation about our decisions. I remember doing that Mm -hmm. and and it was just really good. They did a really great job with the game and you're right. Yeah. Season two wasn't as good. Season three picks back up and uh, man, I can't wait to see what happens at the end. I just want to know. I just want to know. And I have, I've avoided all spoilers. I don't know what the fuck happens, but I have it. I just haven't gotten to it. All right, Jake, hit me with your next one my next one is
1: Kenna bridge of spirits Ooh-hoo! so I this is this is my you know another recent game that came out for PlayStation that is mm-hmm. an exclusive that I have not played and I don't remember I was playing something else at the time that this came out I don't remember what it was but uh, I, I think that this it looks it looks great um i've heard that it's really good i've heard that it can be really difficult at times yeah and i just i feel like it's a really interesting kind of game and so i'm i really want to go back and play it sometime
0: yeah it's a good one i played through it and beat it and then i uh i did reduce the difficulty towards the end just cuz i was getting really really frustrated with it but it's it's a fantastic game for what it is and i hate even adding for what it is because that's almost uh diminutive in in nature just saying that all right but i i think that it is just a, it's a good game it's a good game that's all it that really needs to be said about it i did a takeaway video on it you guys should check it out jake you need to play that game because it's special and uh you may not love it you might really really love it it's one of those games that it's it's not go You're not going to play it and say this game fucking sucks, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy your time with it. Whether or not... To what degree, though, that you like it, it's going to be entirely up to your preferences and your taste. But it's it's definitely worth playing. It was made by such a small studio. I heard like 12 people made that game. Unbelievable to me. Yeah. All right. My next game is Unravel 2. I bought the Unravel Yarny Collection... Oh yeah the first game was really really good I enjoyed it the graphics were fantastic it was very like uh, oddly I talked about it briefly on the on the podcast when I played it and uh, it was somewhat super sentimental in a weird way. Uh, you know the levels were like the inside of a home of somebody who I think had passed, or maybe it was parents who had let their kids move out of the house. And you're going through these levels, high, high def platforming, and you're this string of yarn, and you're and you're solving these little mini puzzles. And like the music was on point. It was just a really beautiful game, not just visually, but the idea of it was so I cherished it. And it's always on sale for like $4 on the store. I don't know how they can afford to sell it for so cheap, but Electronic Arts published it. I actually don't even know. Who developed it. it says Coldwood Interactive AB and Coldwood Interactive. So Coldwood Interactive made this game. It's got an 8.5 out of 10 on IGN. Metacritic's got an 82. Puzzle platform game developed by Swedish Studio Coldwood Interactive, published by Electronic Arts. Released June 9th, 2018. And obviously, people really liked it. And it can be a two-player game, unlike the first game. It doesn't have to be. It's not a forced co-op, but it can be. So it seemed really good. Anyways, I really liked Unravel One. I want to go back and play Unravel Two. I think my brother was telling me about this game. Him and my sister in law played
1: it, mm-hmm. and they were they were saying that they really liked it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it is one of those things. that seems like it would be a pretty good time. I mean, and, and the graphics look really cool in it. So they're
0: astounding.
1: Can't really beat that. Yeah,
0: it's dude. It looks like right now on the youtube stream or the or our video because the light's coming in i don't know if you can see your picture but you look like a framed photo super washed out of like jesus christ or something like the the light (laughs) is like and you're just like like an angel there you go that's better it's i don't care
1: there's nothing i could do because the fucking sun is coming down through this window which is like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like so the, I apologize to the listeners. The I look fucking washed out like God right now. Yeah, the
0: heavens are uh, shining on Jacob right <laughs> now. It's really funny. <laughs> You're just slowly disappearing on my on my my feed here. Go ahead. What do you have next? We should be getting so, close to the end. Yeah, I only have I only have a couple more here. Same so here. the
1: the next thing on my list is Life is Strange: True Colors. Oh shit! I didn't put it on mine, but yeah, I want to play it. Yeah, so I never finished Life is Strange Season 2. Uh, it There's something about it that, like, I liked the characters and I liked the story, but, like, when we were playing it... It's depressing, you said. I just didn't have... It's very depressing. So, like, I didn't have the mental capacity for it, and I've never had the energy to go back to it, mm. um, especially with, like, everything that's been going on in the world the past year or so. Like, it, it's really hard for me to want to play a game about you know uh, a kid and his little brother running away because their dad was killed and like all the shitty stuff that happens to them and and so like i don't know it's it's just one of those games that i couldn't i couldn't do during mm-hmm. the pandemic and but true colors seems to be a little bit more a little bit more i'm sure it's probably still depressing in its own right but um it seems a little more fresh mm-hmm. in terms of the way that it's telling its story Certain. and the kind of like the powers that she has and everything mm-hmm. and I like the the environment of the the game and um the other thing was that it's one game it's not episodic or anything it's just from start to finish it's just one fucking game That's which a I smart find move. refreshing yeah yeah
0: cool but yeah I think it looks great and I think uh, I think a lot of people like this game so I think it's a good pick my next pick is two games Just because it has to be, because I'm not, they don't count as separate games, they're pretty much the same game, I think, but I think they're different, I might get some shit about saying that, but you guys know I like Watch Dogs 1, I got it. I want to jump back into the world of Watch Dogs, Uh, 2 and 3, Watch Dogs 2 and Legions. Something about this game tickles, tickles my brain, and uh, sorry, my dog's making noise back there, sounds like he's going to barf or something. You good? He's good. But, uh, yeah, so it just tickles my brain. Uh, Every time I see stuff about Watch Dogs, I'm like, "Ah, open world. Mm. But then I'm like, Watch Dogs Legions looks really pretty. I don't know if I'm into it, but it's one of those things that's always... I think part of the reason on my backlog catalog, too, is because it's always on sale. It's always, like, such a... Such a tempting price. Like Watch Dogs Two, especially. It's always like seven ninety nine. And I'm like, this is an awesome looking game. Will I love it? I don't know. But the, the I know Legions has a seventy two on Metacritic, but Watch Dogs Two I think was even more favorable. Mm-hmm. Watch Dogs Two has a seventy five and an eight and a half out of ten on IGN, which is a pretty high rating from IGN. Yeah. So I think Watch Dogs 2 is definitely uh, on my list, but whether I'll ever play it, I have no idea. Both of those games. Go ahead, Jake. All right. What do you got? You got anything? Yeah, yeah. So
1: the next game I have on here is basically, and I've already mentioned it recently, Mm -hmm. is uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. Mm. Uh, Originally came out on PS3. And they just released Re-Reckoning, which is a remaster of it, and some new DLC just came out last week for it, which is crazy considering the game is like Fate ten sworn. years old. Yeah, so um, I've heard really good things about this game. I'd really like to give it a shot. Unfortunately, being a an open world RPG, it's probably going to be far down the list. Considering you know I'm playing an open world game right now and halo infinite then i'm going to be playing mass effect which is another rpg and then you know after that who knows but and we got uh we got horizon coming up and so it's just one of those games where i don't know when i'm going to get to it but i would like to try to get to it at some point Mm -hmm. dude the
0: original kingdoms of amular was released in 2012 that seems like a world ago Yeah, a long time ago. That's crazy, because I remember when people were talking about that game when it came out. That's crazy that much time has passed. Anyways, I think it's a good choice, man. And my last game, and I've talked about it on the show, like you've talked about Kingdoms. I don't have a way to play this one yet, either but I hope that I get the chance. I'm a big fan of the XCOM games, XCOM Chimera Squad. I really want to play this game. It looks rad. I like the turn-based strategy games. I like the permadeath for the characters. The ante is high. Um, I think Chimera Squad, though, is a little different where you have set characters that you're given or something. They're part of like a certain group or something, but I don't know a whole lot about it. It came out in 2020. Early 2020, and there were some rumors saying that it had been rated for the PlayStation and for Xbox and stuff, but it hasn't popped up yet. So I don't know what the hell the wait wait is. You know, maybe they're waiting to release or announce a new XCom game before they put this one out. Who knows? But, anyways, it's on my list, and I really want to play this game really badly. I want to play this game, but anyhow, I'll let it go there. That's all of mine. Jake, do you have another one? Do you have one more? So, I mean, I've thought of
1: other kind of games Mm -hmm. as we've been talking here, but I haven't added anything. The only other game I have on here that I would like to play at some point that I've never played is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, I never played that game for PS4. It was the third of the new Tomb Raider games, but this one was not developed by Crystal Dynamics. Mm -hmm. So... I didn't get as favorable reviews as the first two. And personally, I thought that the second one wasn't nearly as good as the first one. Yeah. So the, part of the reason why I didn't jump into Shadow the Tomb Raider is that I heard that it was kind of another step down. Mm. But that said, I would be interested in jumping back into that world just because of, you know, I think it's interesting. You
0: can't go wrong uh, I just with not really games. care.
1: Yeah, I just don't really care for some of the story beats that they took. Yeah. I mean, the gameplay is great. It's just yeah. the story beats that really kind of annoy me in those first two games. Yeah,
0: and I've I've played them all. Um, I've enjoyed them all. In fact, I think I have it on disc if you ever want to borrow it. I think I have Shadow of mm-hmm. the Dream Raider on disc. Um... I really kept up with these games when they were being released, and I they always kind of scratched an itch that I've had, you know. And I love the Lara Croft story. I even played the VR Mansion. Uh, that was a thing. Um, they had like a major- oh yeah, I played that too. That, that was cool, wasn't that rad? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, man, so I I don't know, Jake. Do you have any others, or is that pretty? I sh- let me just say this: Shadow of the Tomb Raider did get a nine out of ten on IGN has a 77 on Metacritic. It was a good game. I liked it. But anyways, it's developed by Eidos Montreal. I can't even pronounce it. Sometimes I look at it, I'm like, it's Eidos. But I think it's Eidos. I think it's Eidos. Eidos, sure. I think Eidos is correct, Montreal. When I see it, though, my brain breaks. And I I have a hard time pronouncing it. Um, (laughs) It is Eidos, for sure. But that came out in 2018, huh? So, yeah. Man, I'm looking at this list and... I'm just going to, for the listeners, I'm just going to state the name of the games on our backlog for a sort of quick recap, because it's a hell of a fucking list. This list is awesome, and we didn't even really plan this, like, this, very little crisscross, too. Um, I'm surprised. I thought maybe we'd have, like, 15 games total, but there's quite a few, so I'm going to run through it, Jake, and uh, when we get to the end, maybe while I, oh, you've already got it, awesome. Awesome. Uh, at the bottom you got the the wrap up, and uh, we're gonna go yep. through this, so I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys from tuning in. We hope that we've listed a game that maybe made you pause and just say, "Huh, maybe I should go back and check that out too, or maybe you're just like guys don't fucking do it don't don't play that it's not worth your time it's not what what it's chalked up to be. If you have an opinion." Or if you'd like to share some of the games that you have on your backlog, write us at PSThisIsAwesome at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at awesome. I'm just really curious to hear some of the games that other people have, or if you guys have a game that you would like to influence Jake and I to play over one of the other ones here on this list. So we're going to go through it real quick. And then we're going to sign off. But thanks for being part of this podcast. Thanks for listening. And here are the games, guys. Here's our backlog. Uh, The most important ones of our backlog. Inside, Detached VR, Control, Axiom Verge 2, Death Stranding, A Way Out, Resident Evil Village, Bioshock 2, Disco Elysium, Borderlands 3, Outriders, any of the Castlevania games, Mass Effect 1, Celeste, Days Gone, Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes, Warhammer 40K, Necromunda, Hired Gun, Hades, Death Door, Hellblade, Senna's Sacrifice, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Catherine, Resident Evil 3 Remake, Octopath Traveler, The Walking Dead Season 4, Kenna Bridge of Spirits Unraveled to Life is Strange True Colors Watchdogs 2 and Watchdogs Legion Kingdoms of Amular Re-Reckoning XCOM Chimera Squad and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. What a fucking list! <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's pretty, pretty
1: bitching list of games that neither of us have played. It's sad. Oh, well,
0: I guess each of us has played some of them. But I've played Control. You haven't. You've played shit that was on my list. But it's 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 really there's like forty fucking games there. There's so many good games. They're they're all like good games. From what I, we haven't, you know, I can vouch for the ones that I played. While I didn't love Control, it's a game worth playing. So th- th- yeah. this is why we have the backlog list, right? It's because there's just too many fucking good games out there. There's too many incredibly talented developers, and there's a lot of stories to be told, and there's not enough time when you get to be our age. So one of these days, I'll pound out one of these, and you'll get one done. We're planning on doing the Mass Effect games in 2021, 2022, which is where we're at essentially right now. So, yeah, moving on. Thanks for tuning in. And we do not have a closing track. I don't believe we do. Or should we put it on there one last time, Jake? Should we do it? This will... When is this episode airing?
1: This will air... This, this is weekend. the one. This will air the weekend of Christmas. Yeah. Well, technically, it will
0: air at the day after Christmas. So we hope you had a but... nice Christmas, everybody. <laughs> nice holiday. We are past Christmas. But one last time, for the record, maybe not even the last time. You might get it another time. As promised, this is Fred Oakman and the Flood and Jake Peters co-wrote this song with me. Might I add, it's, it's our little group. We wrote a Christmas song called Tis the Season in NWPA, which stands Northwestern Pennsylvania. Please, please, please turn up the volume. Enjoy it. Enjoy the Christmas tunes because we won't be playing it again for another year. So like Kane and Lynch, Katamari Damacy, what the hell, and Kena, Bridge of Spirits. He yes, yes. this is awesome. This is awesome.